Welcome to the Nerd Grounds Podcast. As always, it is your boy Jake, and here with me tonight is my man Blake. What up, Blake? I am here. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what is up? All night, how are you? <laughs> I mean, I mean Blake, I mean Blake. Hi, Blake, how are you? Sorry. I don't deserve that title. No, you're not that cool. I'm sorry. I, I really <laughs> not don't that think... strong either. Eh, that's true. I don't think anybody is that strong or that cool. If... Yeah, but, uh... I think we're slightly off topic already. <laughs> yeah. This is about Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 2, titled The Rightful Queen. Uh, Blake, what are your initial thoughts on the episode? Like, how did you like it? I mean, once again... Oh, it's already... It's, this might be one of my favorite episodes. This like could be in my top ten favorite episodes. The episode is it was beautiful, but it was also terrifying at the same time for me because they somehow managed to make you even more attached to the surviving characters, which is extremely impressive. And now, like this, obviously the big ass battle is going to start, and now I'm, I'm <laughs> they got me terrified. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I wanted to save this for later, but I mean, you had, you said it. You said big ass battle in the next episode. Do you think it's the big battle that we were talked that the the creators talked about? I think so. Yeah. Oh my god, that'll be insane. I mean, just the clips we got. Anyways, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. We'll, we'll yes. get to that. We're getting off track. We're getting off track. Let's um, let's do as we always do and take it from the top. I mean, one of the opening scenes, shit was tense right off the top when we had Jamie sitting in front of. Danny, pretty much being, you know, a trial. Pretty, I don't know if you yeah. want to call it a trial. Yeah, a trial. I mean, it was, it, it was, was bad. They're deciding what to do with them, so it, it yeah. could, it could be like a official, unofficial trial. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy, dude. I love that. That was a great scene. It was. Um, uh, my favorite part was honestly when Brand um he looked over and Brand and Brand was just all the things we do for love. I was know, like, that was <laughs> Oh my god, that was a huge Brand just out. had to fucking <laughs> kick him while he's down. I know that was a huge, that was a major callback to, you know, the very last shot of the first episode when Jamie, you know, repeated that exact line and pushed Brand out the window. That was ins- that was great. I loved that seeing that. Jamie wasn't shitting enough bricks already. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, after that, he was just like, you know, there's no way that he was going to make it out of that alive. But, of course, who comes to save the day? The one girl, the one lady who's always shown love for Jamie, and that was, of course, Lady Brienne came, vouched for him, and, you know, reminded Sansa that, you know, the oath that she made with her mother, it was all because of the oath that Jamie made with her mother, so. Yeah, and a little bit of power struggle happened, like, Sansa pretty much... Gave Jamie his life and without even consulting Daenerys at all, and she did not like that. Their their relationship Man, did was... not really improve at all in this episode. No, no, no. We'll get more on that. We'll touch more on that later. That's something else. You know, that was something else I wanted to touch on. Yeah, but it was only so stressful. We are, we knew that Jamie was going to make it out of there alive. Yeah, and then uh, what did you think of the 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 exchange that followed? Was between Danny and Tyrion? You know, then. Danny pretty much calling uh, Tyrion a fool. That's that's kind of uh, fucked up. I think that Tyrion's been doing a great job as Hand of the Queen, and I'm, she's just she's being kind of like a she's being a kind of a brat, really. She's been super volatile, and she has not been the same person since she got to Westeros in season seven. You know, that's she her whole her whole attitude has changed since she got to Westeros in season seven. And then she got another fucking bombshell dropped on her. <laughs> 
Oh my god. We'll get we'll get to that later. We'll get to that I, later. I know. We're, we're, get, we're jumping. We're jumping. But um the, you know, right after that we got to see uh Arya go for you know, she went for her weapon. She wanted to she met Gendry in the forge where they're forging all the dragon glass and she wanted to get her weapon and uh kinda yeah. showed him gave him showed him what's what. A necessary show of skill. That's- but it could get worked out. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Gendry was like, "I'll get right on it right afterwards." I felt bad for the guy that was standing there. <laughs> oh yeah, he was like, he he stood there for the first one. Kind of was like, the second one, he was like, I don't know. Third one, he's like, fuck that. He was out. He's like, is someone fucking throwing shit at me? I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was great. What about Jamie and Bran? You know, Jamie and Bran talking about uh, you know everything that Bran's gone through and. You Jamie know. finally got to learn, like about Brand and what he kind of is now. It's like he's not just a survivor from from a bad fall. He's a three-eyed red raven. Much, yeah, much, he had much no more. Idea. Yeah, man, that was crazy. And then I, I really enjoyed their discussion on you know, the whole afterwards. You know, they were talking about what happens afterwards, and Bram said straight up, "You know, how do you know there is an afterwards?" You know that was that was pretty that was pretty intense because Bran was pretty all knowing, and then for him to kind of drop that line was kind of like, oh. yeah, that's encouraging. <laughs> oh shit! No, it's not. No, Blake, shut up. It's not encouraging whatsoever, one bit. No, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. It's encouraging for some people. It's encouraging for the Night King. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that was pretty interesting. Well, that's something else we're going to touch on later. The whole the meaning of the Night King, yes. um, you know. But anyway, uh, you know, Tyrion and Jamie afterwards, right? We got getting to talking, and that was a pretty nice getting to see those brothers reunited. We know how much they've actually truly cared for each other. Uh, probably the true only true family in the Lannister arm um, that we've seen. I mean, <laughs> not many left, and didn't see that much to begin with. Well, yeah, but I mean, out of all the ones we saw, the only two that really cared for each other, it seemed like, besides, you know, uh, Jamie and Cersei, but that was just weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, but still, they they loved each but, other. I mean, yeah, that was, you know, yeah, that was, uh, but my favorite part about that whole reunion was when they were talking about how Tyrion, the way he was, oh, this isn't how I wanted, I thought I was going to die. I always thought I'd die 80 years old, drunk, with a belly full of wine, and a uh, girl's mouth around my, like, I finished the sentence. <laughs> I know, I knew it was coming. Like as soon as he talked about it, and I started talking about how he pictured himself dying, I was like, hey, I remember hearing Terry talk about this. You know, I mean, shoot, I've only watched the, the series about four times through before this season started. So, I mean, yeah, yeah that... <laughs> the best quotes of the entire series. Exactly. That was you know, as soon as he started talking about that, I was like, oh yeah, I, I remember that. But uh, <laughs> you know, this, that? right? I mean, this episode had so many callbacks, but then there was freaking Sir Jorah coming to the rescue to vouch for Tyrion and Daenerys. You know, that was pretty cool getting to see that. You know, him, he actually showed up and was like, you know, I don't think it should be hard on Tyrion. He's a smart man. I wanted to freaking murder him from all the way from Volantis to Marine. I think that was where it was. They were traveling between. But, yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a good guy. I, I do. I expected nothing less from him. It just yeah, like I said, Daenerys is just kind of being a, a brat. <laughs> She's just being so mean and rude to everybody. Shoot, dude, she didn't like, like nobody. But you know, we kind of got to see that scene right after with her and Daenerys. Uh, excuse me, her and Sansa, 
where they both were kind of talking about how at first it kind of seemed nice. It, <laughs> yeah, it really started to seem nice. I thought things were gonna... as like, hey, they might become sisters now or something like that. But right, <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really thought things were gonna, you know, pan out, you know, start to turn out for the better. But no, you know, they started talking about, you know, they both had one thing in common that they both loved John, and you know, John, you know, Daenerys actually brought up a really good point about how, you know, how much she had given up everything that she was doing for john's mission which you know i thought was pretty yeah, cool i really you know i never really thought about it that way but it is true yeah no that's very true that's very true and i like you said i never thought about that either until she said that so that brought up a good point but then uh do you agree with what sansa asked like what about the north yeah that was i mean you know there were the seven kingdoms and the north was one of those kingdoms so I mean, if they're going to be rebelling against the queen, that's an open rebellion, in my opinion. And I think that John had the right idea of being the warden of the North. Yeah. And I think that's the right thing to do, in my opinion, being, you know, I would, uh, you know, it would probably get me killed in Game of Thrones. But I would try to do the honorable thing if I could, you know. Yeah, uh, see how much honor It's hard to you. say. I know. It's hard to say. Obviously, playing the uh, Telltale Game of Thrones games, you you kind of get to make those decisions, and sometimes it doesn't always end well. Uh, a lot of the times, it doesn't always end well. I was say, sometimes, yeah, game. a lot of the times, it doesn't always uh, <laughs> end out well if you do the honorable thing. But yeah, man, so it's it's hard to make that call watching the show. I, but, yeah, I, it's just bad timing. I they just need to put a pin in that and focus on other shit right now. Exactly. In my opinion, I feel like Sansa's kind of like, Sansa, shut up. Like, don't worry about that right now. We can worry about all the political shit after we kill this giant army of zombies about to crop up on our door. Don't poke the dragon. Don't fucking poke the dragon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yeah. How about Theon showing up and just kind of, you know, proclaiming how he's here to defend Winterfell. And, you know, I kind of really got that heartfelt moment. Like, it was the first time in a really long time, like... I've shout you know shout out to Theon for you know doing a couple cool things, really heroic things, especially in the last episode saving his sister. But like him showing up and finally like no, nah, like I like my sister went back to the Iron Islands, but you know pretty much saying like this is my home. I'm here to defend Winterfell. Like that's the message I got. You know he that was his. Home. I'm here to defend Winterfell. I'm here to defend Sansa. Yeah, I was wrong. I thought he was gonna get there a little late, but yeah, I was wrong. He got there, got there in time. You know that was obviously some people are probably gonna complain about the whole travel time you know the traveling and the time jumping people are going to complain about that yeah, but i don't care it's i'm glad he's going to be there uh, <laughs> uh i mean uh, yeah not you say that people... now <laughs> yeah oh man dude i hate this i hate this <laughs> but yeah dude there's one other thing that concerned me right after that happened and that was when you know sir davos was serving in the food line and those guys were straight up just like hella randomly like we're not fighters. I was like, oh fuck. I felt bad. Yeah. I was like, I did. Like, I, I did. Genuinely scared, and I was like, I feel bad for this guy. He's probably like a farmer or just a guy that was working for his family the entire time, like a farmer or like a construction worker or something like that. But now he's just getting a sword put in his hand. And now he's being forced to fight. So I understand like why he's scared and everything. Yeah, but like that makes me worried. Like you got to think how many other people are like that to where this giant army is going to be a bunch of untrained soldiers. I feel like it's not going to be that bad. I I could see it. What? 
think about this though how quickly they're gonna die and they're gonna become the night king soldier where it doesn't really matter how good a fighter they're gonna be they're just gonna be an undead fucking zombie a white and yeah um i i don't think it's gonna be that many people that are untrained i think it's gonna be mostly of just the northern people that are untrained but the rest are no shit uh soldiers yeah, that we do have a good amount of soldiers. I mean, we saw that in the preview for the next episode, but we're not going to get there yet. We're going to go ahead and move on to, you know, right after that, you know, there was also that girl with the burnt face. When oh, yeah. Davos. That was, Obviously. was really heartfelt and reminded him of uh, Shireen. Yeah, exactly, man. That was, oh, that was hard to watch, dude. I mean, he, you could tell the, that fucking seeing her right away, it kind of like set him back and took him off guard. And, you know, she wanted to fight and defend the North, but he, he you know, her, him and Misande were able to kind of divert her to, they were defending the crypts, which I thought was a good idea. Obviously, she's not going right, to be... It was Gilly. Or Gilly, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, that was Gilly, obviously. Right after that, that was when Dolores, Ed, and Tormund, and Beric all showed up. Yeah, uh, I hate Ed so much. Uh, I don't... It's not that I don't hate Ed. Uh, it's not that I hate Ed, excuse me. At this point in the game, like, he's probably the least person I'm going to care about if he he dies. I mean, <laughs> let, I'll just, let's just put it that way. John would uh, cry over him. John would. I wouldn't. I mean, that's wow. a big fucking difference. <laughs> I didn't serve him. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty shitty to say. <laughs> asshole. And you know, that's... Game of Thrones, Dolores Ed sits on my throne. I'd be pissed, bro. <laughs> Fuck no, it's man. not gonna happen. You know, we were just we were just happen. talking about in our group chat the other day, you know, about the most unpredicted thing. That would be pretty fucking unpredicted. Yeah. Dolores had. Um Yeah, Torment stealing that hug. <laughs> Torment. Yeah, dude. I'm so glad he's back there. That whole him being back there and <laughs> him bringing the whole asking about the big woman. Is the big woman here? That was that was great, dude. I love that. I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, man. <laughs> no. I knew he was going to ask her right away. Right. Right. That was. Uh, I know. We had a great, great scene there, especially later on there between them. But also, uh, right around that same time, I think it was right before that, actually, you know, it was mentioned uh, when Torm. Yeah, it was right before that. Tormund mentioned, you know, how, you know, they ran into the Umbers. Yeah, and and they were not so fortunate, and pretty much how the Umbers now fight for the Night King, and anybody who isn't there now also fights for the Night King, and how they had to go around them. Yeah, it's uh, safe to assume. Ah, uh, man, that's terrifying to think about. You know, pretty much anybody in the North who is not there in Winterfell is gone. You know, because if you go back and think about, um. The the previous episode when they had, were sitting at the council meeting, they had talked about several pretty big houses that were not there. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head right now, but I mean, I mean, shit, man, we definitely lost a couple major houses already from the Night King and the White Walkers, and we're about to lose some more. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I hope Whoa. not. But yeah, <laughs> what, what was that, Blake? What sound was that? It's dude? scary. <laughs> Somebody like, oh. just like, came into the microphone. You're like, oh. <laughs> like, I don't know what that was, dude. <laughs> don't judge me. Winter is coming. So are you, apparently. <laughs> I could see uh, the cast arcs getting wiped out. Um, Pretty, no, are, were, were they one of the families that weren't there? 
I know the. Oh, uh, no, like I see, like during this battle, the Karstarks are still at the, still at the battle. They're 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 at Winterfell right now. Well, she's at Winterfell. I know the Glovers were one of the families that got or that weren't at Winterfell. Um, okay. The Glovers yeah. were one of the families that weren't at Winterfell. Maybe we'll uh, see. Some of that. Well, you know, I'm really still expecting a uh, freaking white Hodor. That's the one I'm expecting to see. That's going to be a big shocker for me, I feel. For everyone, I, I feel. Know. I think there won't be anything left of... I don't think there's anything left of him. No. That sucks to say, but I don't think there's anything left of him. He probably no. got swarmed by that swarm. <laughs> no, I think that he's a pretty big boy. I think they're going to keep him around for the <laughs> ranks, man. I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet you... I'd be, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be willing to bet you five bucks we were going to see an undead Hodor. He'd have to come back against somebody that would recognize him then. Well, maybe Brandon the the Godswoods next episode. I don't know. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on. We're not done there. We're not there yet. Um, John's plan, you know, obviously that he's talking about, you know, the dead are going to be there by the next sunrise. Yeah. And then kind of John's breaking up the plan for everyone. And that's when Bran... It kind of breaks down that, you know, he, the reason he's coming is for Bran, because the first person that Bran, he wants to kill is Bran, which kind of, it was a revelation to me. Obviously, it was a revelation to everyone, but that's something I didn't really expect was, uh, you know, I thought just he wanted to kill everybody. Everybody, but, but he really was, wants Bran. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And now he's a three-eyed raven, and he carries the memories of man, how I was talking about, and he can see all of man, hist- you know, all the history of man. And he wants to and, erase that. Exactly, he wants to erase man entirely, and where he's going to begin is with the history, and that's so. Yeah, do you think the Night King is going to show up with to the gods on his dragon or something, or just on foot? That's it's pretty weird. Well, they... let's 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 get to that. We'll get we'll save that for the end because I have okay. some. You know, let's save that for the end. But you know that was you know Bran's obviously going to be in the godswood like he talked about, and I really thought I really enjoyed the fact that Theon and the Ironborn were going to be there. You know, I really that was that was pretty cool for Theon to step up like that and say that he and the Ironborn were going to be there to defend Bran, so he wouldn't be alone. It looks like I might be wrong on my death list about Theon now. Oh my god, I I really don't know what to think of the dead list at this point. Like. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I I want to change answers, but no, I'm gonna leave it. Yeah, we uh, we made our predictions before the season started. We're gonna stick with those. But you know, if I had to make a guess, Brienne will be the first one to die because of all the awesome, cool things that happened to her in this episode. But we're not gonna get there yet. We're gonna move on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bit, by bit by bit by bit by don't, bit. Don't wind me up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you know, I wanted to talk about how I enjoyed the real quick fact that Tyrion wanted to fight and. Daenerys said no. Daenerys, she's continuing to be a bitch. Well, no, that that honestly made sense to me. You know, Tyrion but, obviously is physically handicapped, not you know trying to take anything but he's away. He's still effective on the on the field. But we saw not, that. Is he is he not more effective in you know being able to give orders and give advice and tactical advice and yeah, you know, but no, nah, you know, if he gets sent he's down better to the trips, but he. No matter what, he's not going to stay in those crypts. They, she can tell him to go down there, but he's not going to listen. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like we're going to... I feel like the next episode, we're going to be crossing a lot of names off the list. 
Oh, well, that dude. much is obvious. <laughs> um, no, I know, I know, I know. And then, what did you think about them questioning whether or not the Dragonfire would kill the Night King? Um, I don't, I not, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think that can kill the Night King. To be honest, I think you don't think Dragonfire is gonna be able to kill the Night King. I, I think it'd be too easy then. To be honest, it, it would make sense that it would, but I guess I just it make things too easy if that would kill him because. Well, I don't know. Well, then, no, think, about it, think about this... it this way. Think about it this way. You want the dragons in the in the fight, but you also don't kind of don't want them to fight either, because that's very um, terrifying. Honestly, if I was Daenerys, I, I would be hesitant to use them. Like I would use them only yeah. as like a last resort, because you know we saw what happened to the first dragon. You know we yeah. saw what happened. To I think it'd be better just to leave them out. Uh, leave them out of this fight, to be honest. Yeah. I agree with you. No, I would. you know, but as a last, last, last yeah. resort, as a very last resort, like have Daenerys, yeah, have Daenerys and John be like, well, oh, no, never mind. John's not going to be guarded by dragons because we obviously saw him fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, God, <laughs> God, God, uh, yeah, dude, this is, uh, yeah. So, well, let me ask you this though: Do you think Valerian still will kill the Night King? Yes. Okay, and obviously, Dragonglass will too. Yes. Because feel like dragon glass would be if anything if let me this is my prediction if dragon fire doesn't kill the night king then i would go to say that valerian still wouldn't kill the night king either so what would would kill the night king then only only dragon glass because that was what created him okay i could see him being special among the white walkers that only dragon glass would kill him yeah, because that was what created him. I could see that if if Dragonfire, because of the fact that they questioned it, it makes me question it as well. But that could also be them trying to throw us a loop. If Dragonfire, I'm, that's just me speculating. If Dragonfire doesn't work, I would say Valerian Steel would not work, and Dragonglass would be the only thing to kill them. Which I could totally see, like, oh shit, Dragonfire doesn't work, and then someone uh, with Valerian Steel getting the hit, and they're like, oh shit, Valerian Steel doesn't work. Yeah. And then, like, a, someone with, like, a dragonglass dagger, like a shuriken, like we see a, you know. Or some, anyway, like, a, yeah. a Aya's staff projectile thingy. Exactly. <laughs> Speak, uh, ooh, we'll get to that in a minute because I wanted to totally get on that. But then we got to see Tyrion and Bran together again. That was nice, you know, because that was one of the, you know, obviously the two cripples together from season one. That's what they called themselves. It's not me calling them. We all know, and broken things. Yeah, we all know Blake hates cripples, but we're not going to get there. <laughs> hey, that's what I mean. That's what you. That was. Those were your words from our very first episode. If you want to go back no, and listen to that, you so know, that's my that words. Like, my words were saying Blake hates cripples. I, that doesn't make yes, any sense. That's, that's what you said. No, no. That, I mean, I did, that, no. You can go back. I never said Blake hates uh, cripples. Obviously, Blake did not say Blake hates cripples, but in his own words, he said that he hates cripples. Yeah, I am stating Blake hates cripples because no. I was trying to. Have you, can back, you can go back. You can go back and David. listen. You can go back and listen to the first episode if you want to, and decide for yourself. That's not what we're here to talk about tonight. We're here to talk about Game of Thrones season eight, episode two, the rightful queen. And I want to go to that. <laughs> yeah, let's go to that. Right, you know, but, you know. So the Tyrion and Bran obviously reunion was nice. This episode to me was all, you know, you also, you mentioned this. I'm not, I'm going to steal your, your words for this episode, but you mentioned uh, to Rob in the group chat that this was an episode that was probably the last peaceful moment that we're ever going to see in the series. It is. And, yeah. Oh my God. And that's a great, that's a great thought because it really probably is until 
everything is finally done in the very end. When the dust settles and then... It might not be a happy moment, but there's going to be probably peace. Exactly. It might not be happy, but there'll be peace, I'm sure. I don't know. (laughs) You can't really predict that. You can't. It's Game of Thrones. Somebody's got to be sitting on the Iron Phone in a definitive way at the end. We know that. (laughs) We don't know anything. It could be the the Night King sitting on Iron Throne for all we know. I I wouldn't be... uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I think he would just destroy it and he's not going to sit on that thing. He's just going to destroy it. Oh, there's so much to speculate. So many different crazy ideas. Anyways, but we're going to get back to what we saw in this episode. Uh, And, you know, next was obviously Missandei and Grey Worm talking about what would happen afterwards, what they wanted to do afterwards, and kind of going to Narth, what they wanted to do. That was... Yeah, that was kind of... I didn't... uh, Yeah. Obviously... That right there is like, okay, well, Grey Worm's never going to see her again. <laughs> I was like, that's just really – what they're trying to do here is just like, yeah, this is not going to happen. <laughs> We're going to break your hearts. Yep, they, they're, they're trying to – this episode was really an episode to kind of make us all feel – like you said, make us all feel love for our characters right before they kill them all because they're going to kill fucking everybody next episode. Um, but yeah, man, that was really, you know, that right there was just like, okay, well, Grey Worm's obviously going to die. Like that's one of them is going to die. We're not going to get this happy. They're not going to North. Well, I could see some sick scenario, but no, obviously I don't, you know, obviously it'll, it'll be Grey Worm. It'll be Grey Worm. Yes. Um, but on a kind of lighter note, we did get to see the original, the last three members of the original Night's Watch back together. You know, Sam, John, and Ed standing there along the yeah. Why the, do you care? Ramparts of Winterfell. I I don't hate Ed. I don't care for Ed. But that was a <laughs> cool moment getting to see those guys. Uh, what was it? Ed said, "You know, now my watch begins." Or what? What did he say exactly? Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, something something along those lines. You know, that was kind of that was pretty cool. Obviously, they kind of joked, and you know, shout out to Grin and Pip who are no longer with us. You know, that was a cool you know getting to reminisce about them. And, yeah, uh, I wish. Yeah, I wish Grin was still here. Eh, no, I don't. I didn't. That's another one I really didn't care for. Wow. I mean, he was badass. He was, <laughs> dude. I mean, there were so many people in the series that you really have to pick and choose which characters you like. You can like as many characters as you want. Well, yeah, but none. I mean, I would. I never, dude. Honestly, you know me, because everyone who's heard, listen to the podcast, and listen to us talk about Game of Thrones, has more than likely heard the story that I watched the first season, watched Ned's head get cut off, and it's like, fuck this, and stopped watching until you know Asshole. season four, season four was coming out. So, you know, I was yeah, really that's not fair. You know, I learned right then and there. I was never invested into many characters. So, uh, all right. <laughs> Let's just. I'm just gonna leave that there. Uh, we're gonna move on to Tyrion and Jamie talking again, kind of reminiscing about you know, all the their family and being. Oh, yeah, like Cersei talking about was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talking about Tywin. <laughs> that was. Uh, we're gonna yeah. die defending Winterfell. Yeah, he would love that. He would be so proud of his boys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I would I would actually He's really love to rolling see over the, in his grave right now. <laughs> I would love to see the expression on his face. He's dead. <laughs> well, I meant, you know, if he was still alive, <laughs> obviously his expression would be pretty grim. Yeah, but it's yeah, well, yeah, I you know things would be a lot different if he was still alive. It's common to be alive if Tywin is still alive. 
There would be so many things would have gone so differently if Tywin was still alive and uh, we heard Cersei. Yeah, man, we heard Cersei talk about that in the uh, finale of season seven. You know, pretty much blames everything for Tyrion still, even though he might not have killed a little shit. Um, Joffrey, he still killed their family by killing Tywin. And, you know, if you think about it, she's pretty much right because the the set blaming Jamie equally. Well, the High Sparrows would have never taken over King's Landing yeah. if Tywin was around. Uh, of course. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going, we're going back, back, back. Um, but yeah, and then there was obviously the scene where everyone was sitting all around the fire, and my favorite part about that was the shot where <laughs> Tormund is walking up behind Brienne's shoulder, and you could just see him doing those creepy, wildly eyes, glaring over her shoulder. Kind of. It's blue eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. I loved it. I freaking loved and he it. he started choke, chugging the, the sour goat's milk. Not before okay, telling, not before telling, the, telling story. the awesome story about when why he's called Giant Spain. And not only killing you, a giant, but sucking on a giant's tit for three months. That's why I'm so strong. Oh my, chugging the milk very in a very oh, gross fashion, just spilling oh everything all over himself. <laughs> and Davos that, was like, <laughs> Davos was like, I think I do need a drink. Oh my god! <laughs> exactly, exactly. Davos's reaction was part of the best. You know, that was the best part of it all. And god damn it, I love Tormund. He's one of my favorite characters. I really don't want him to die, but he's gonna. Everyone's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> And that was another tone of the story, you know, t- tone of the episode was, you know, nobody has faith for this battle. You know, nobody's, everyone's kind of like fighting to fight, but I really don't, don't feel like anybody has much faith besides a few. Yeah, nobody has we, faith. Does anybody have faith? But, I mean, Tyrion, Tyrion mentioned that around the fire about how many battles they'd survived amongst, uh, you know, those guys sitting around the fire. And they, you know, he brought about, you know, Davis survived uh, the Battle of the Blackwater and the Battle of the Bastards and, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, you know how Jamie was the uh, hero of the Pike, and you know Jamie rebuttaled how he was the um, loser of the battle of the whatever. I forget the name escapes me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. Yeah, anyways, we're jumping. We're jumping around. Um, and then, you know, and but, uh, Brienne got knighted, which is very sweet to see. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, but but one more thing before we get there uh, was. What did you think about the Hound and Arya being reunited? I told you he didn't like. I, mean, I told you he didn't hate her. Yeah, you know you're right. You're right. I was totally wrong there. I thought he was a little more upset, but you could obviously tell now in the second. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, you could tell in the second episode that he doesn't resent her. He doesn't hold any you know bitter feelings towards her. And I was really, I was really happy to see that because obviously the Hound is my favorite character in the series still. I wonder where he's going to be at in the battle. They haven't really discussed that. No. I think he's going to stick with Beric. Yeah, they seem like they're all buddy-buddy now, and I feel like they're going to be like kind of the... I feel like they might survive. I feel like Beric might survive too. No. No, no. you don't think Beric will survive? I think I have... if if either of them... I feel like the Hound will survive and Beric will die, and you I know, think that'll that... kind of... Arya's weapon right after that. You know, I'm going to go ahead... I don't know if I was exactly right, but I'm going to, you know, it was. You're more right than I was. I I was like, yeah, you're pretty much right. I remember what you said. You said it was like staff with a a tip, a dragon glass tip that can, that's probably a projectile. 
Yeah, you know, uh, it, it did look like when the she gave him the weapon designs that there's some sort of projectile end, but we couldn't see that so far. So far, it looks like it's just a regular spear, obviously, when you look back. That'd at be the, too easy to make. Exactly, but obviously the um, – and it, it, I feel like it was very um, – they, they played the angles very well to only show one end of the spear at the same time. Yeah. So I – She's going to and she's going to use it. Yeah, I mean, we're good. I'm excited. I don't to see. remember I'm seeing ex- her running. Uh, I don't remember seeing her having the staff with her when she was running from whatever she was running from. Dude, I I hope she gets like a White Walker kill, like not just a white, but a White Walker, at least a White Walker kill before yeah, she dies. The kind of a letdown if she just used it against a white. So it's got to be a White Walker. She's killing a White Walker for sure. Well, shoot, dude. I mean, you saw at the end of the episode how many White Walkers there were. Like, not just Whites, but White Walkers in the line right there on the horse. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of Battlefield Commanders. But that I guess is they, more... needed, they needed to build up the White Walkers a little bit more because of the, the bigger army. So they needed a lot more managers for all the... All the, the dead. Underling, <laughs> underlings, uh, I, minions. I know, but we've never seen that many before. We've seen, like, I would say we've seen like 10 at the most we easily saw like 50 like in the line right there i say i'm think i'm gonna say go with that each group is gonna be facing several like a maybe two or three white walkers because you know how there's gonna be different groups in the battle then like each one's gonna have to fight a couple white walkers yeah because each like brianne's got valerian steel don't forget that she's got that oath keeper sword or oath well, yeah yeah that's oath keeper. i was going to talk about later on when we were talking about the next episode okay okay um but, but yeah. yeah we forgot to touch on um bothering me so i guess we could talk about i finally getting it in i mean she didn't get i mean Let's use some different verbiage there, Blake. Um, <laughs> I think she's was, like. I mean, that was something that a lot of fans speculated that was that was going to happen. A lot of fans were going to, you know, that could easily, you know, that could easily be the Stark Brathian. Yeah, I called. I called of, it. Yeah, yeah, Stark you Brathian. did. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but then we get her back to, uh, you know, around that fire, and my one of my favorite lines from that scene, uh, you know, the whole Tormund saying "fuck tradition" when they were talking about knights. And you know what you brought up earlier, uh, Jamie finally knighting Brienne, dude. I loved that scene. I loved yeah. seeing that, dude. That like I was like, oh shit, dude. You know, uh, you know, she went from Lady Brienne to Sir Brienne of the Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. You know, yeah. Sir Brienne, Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. That was awesome to see her because you know she ever- needed that. Well, it just made too much sense because she's proving herself. Like she's taking a role as a pretty big part of this battle like she's assuming the role of a commander right now yeah she's leading the left flank dog yeah it's so <laughs> makes sense <laughs> yeah man that was but that was something i honestly was not expecting and like i didn't i, t- I totally kind of slipped i passed my mind that that was kind of always her what she wanted was to become a knight eventually and and, you know, obviously Jamie the one who did it. Yeah. You know, Jay, she kind of saved Jamie's skin in the beginning of the episode and kind of Jamie, that was his way of saying thank you. I thought, and I didn't know that, that it didn't take a king or a queen that could knight someone that an actual knight could knight someone else. I guess it makes it, sense. 
uh, yeah, and that was really cool to see that. I was really that was probably my favorite scene of the episode, just getting to see that. But at the same time, it was one of my least favorite scenes of the episode because that just kind of signified that Brienne's going to be one of the first to die. You never know; she might have a little bit of extra courage in her back pocket, just knowing that she's a knight now. You don't know. Dude, there's no way they're going to get give her all these awesome moments in this episode for her to live. Well, like, you got to realize if Brienne goes down, same thing as Pod. Not necessarily. Pod's right behind her. Yeah, but I could see Pod, you know, obviously Pod's a, a pretty skilled swordsman. You saw him that brief moment where he was training in the soldiers. Yeah, and but nowhere near on, at Brienne's level. No, no, I, no, no, no. But uh, I could also, also see Brienne, Brienne, Brienne coming back as a white walker and... Podrick's right next to her. <laughs> yeah, but I could also see Brienne putting herself in a situation where she's, you know, more prone to be killed. Uh, this is Podrick... be terrifying. This is I know, man. This, but this one next more thing episode before... is going to be insane. <laughs> one more thing I want to talk about before um, we talk about the next episode, and then it'll lead into another conversation topic I want to talk about for the next episode, is, and that's um, Sam giving uh, Heartsbane to Jorah. It's, I'm glad it happened because it was really bothering me that Nothing was going on with uh, Sam's Valyrian steel sword. You know, so we had ah. that scene where <laughs> we had that scene where you know Jorah had kind of that brief spout with Lyanna Mormont, which I was not. That's the other thing I really didn't think about. There's so many relationships in this. You know, there's reunion at Winterfell. I didn't think about that happen, and that was one of them. Yeah, which, like, as know, soon as I heard the voice, I was like, I know what's happening right now. Lyanna wants to fight, and Jorah's not gonna let her. But it's awesome. You know, that was that was pretty cool scene. And then right after, you know, we got to see Sam handing Heartsbane to Jorah. That was- and, <laughs> yeah, Jorah owes so much to Sam right now. It's getting unbelievable. Yeah, dude, I loved how that was also like a big, pretty much in honor of J.R. Mormont, Jorah's dad. Yeah. And how he took in Sam when he was in the Night's Watch. And that was, you know, that was pretty cool, dude. You know, I, I really love that scene. Like you mentioned, um, Sam wasn't going to do much with Heartsbane. Um, he yeah, it was bothering me. I, I needed something. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, he's not a skilled fighter. That was no secret. He's obviously has an important role to play, but he's not as it's not as a fighter. You know, getting to see him pass off that Valyrian steel sword is going to be very useful in this battle to someone who can put it to good use in Sir Jorah, who's always been one of my favorites since the beginning. So what? But I think this means going forward in the next episode is that we we really need to pay attention to all the individuals that have Valyrian steel swords. I feel like they're the most important characters right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100. percent And uh, let's, let's think about that. That's uh, Jamie has um, uh, Widow's Whale. Widow's Whale, Joffrey's old sword. Uh, yes. Brienne has Oathkeeper. John obviously has Longclaw. Uh, Arya oh, yeah. has cat has his cat spa, yeah, and has dragon glass as well. Everyone has dragon glass. Um, you know, obviously, um, Jora now has Heartsbane. Uh, yes, let's see who else. Who else? Is that really it? That seems like there's more. So, yeah. No, I'm just pretty sure that's it. Huh. So yeah, okay. I think, I, I think, uh, unintentional message I was getting is that. Maybe the prince that was promised is definitely one of these people. And doing beginning of the research at the beginning of this episode, this song that they played right after the gifting of Heartsbane, it was a song, a Jenny song is what it's called. 
Anyways, it was from the Song of Ice and Fire books. And do a, a little research on it. It was something to I forget exactly, but it has something to do with Azora High. So I went back and I replayed, you know, that song again. And it's you know, it's about a girl who's reminiscing about good memories with de- of dead soldiers. You know, hmm. that's all it's about. And it's showing all these people about to go to war, you know, living their last peaceful moment, like you mentioned. And having, you know, their last loving moments, you know, it shows Arya in bed with Gendry, it shows Sam in bed with his family, it shows it shows everyone really, you know, Grey Worm and Miss Hyundai, and uh, Grey Worm, you know, getting ready and, you know, putting his helmet on and marching off to war. That one was really kind of touching for me. Yeah. And that was, it's... fuck, man. You know, that was when you really knew everything's about to go down. Yeah. So that's real shit happening from here on out. These last two episodes, I get their meaning. Like, I know it was like some people might complain that nothing really happened, but they had from here on out, it's going to be nothing but violence for the rest of the series. Oh, dude, I think we might have like, I think the, the penultimate episode might be something nonviolent. You know, I feel like, oh, dude, I don't even know. I feel like it's definitely going to be insane. It is that, so, it is, oh, uh, starting next episode, shit hits the fan. That's for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, we really need to pay attention to all these people that have wearing steel swords. Um, I one more thing I want to t- talk about is um, John, he was, it showed him in a good action shot of the previous episode, but he's standing in front of a tree. Uh, do you think he's in the Godswood? Yes, but before, let's, hold on, hold on. There's still some stuff we were, we're skipping over at the very end of the episode. Okay, are you talking about uh, John revealing? Yeah. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I was so I was almost right. Like they almost got interrupted, like from the from the battle horns. Pretty much, but, you're pretty but, much right on there. You know, no, uh, he still got the whole truth out. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. You did say he wasn't going to finish, but yeah. What do you think's going to happen there? Excuse me. Um, what do you think's gonna happen there now that uh you know obviously she was kind of like, like the very last thing when she was like uh you know the iron throne you know that makes you the rightful heir to the iron throne and she totally was totally doubting it that little comment about her but his best friend and his brother were the only ones who conveniently mentioned this truth uh oh, I'm not becoming a fan of danny in this last season man yeah maybe they're doing that on purpose yeah, like she's going to do some like Mad Queen type shit and burn down everyone with her dragons. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it might happen. I don't know. I'm not putting my money in that basket. Or should I say eggs in that basket? Since it's Easter. Happy Easter, buddy. We never mentioned that, by the way. Oh, uh, happy Easter. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, do you think... <laughs> I really want to talk about John being in the Godswood right now. So yeah, what do you think about John being in the Godswoods and that X episode in the trailer? I mean, obviously. So unless I missed it, I don't. I don't remember there being any discussion about uh, John's role in the battle to come. No, there was no discussion of many people's role in the battle to come. Yeah, but you know that you know obviously we got to see a lot of crazy shots in this next episode. You know, obviously it leads the episode ends with that shot of the White Walkers and that massive lion, like we previously mentioned. Uh, this is going to be an army of the undead like we've never seen before. Obviously, they've they've only gained to their numbers since we've last seen them. Yeah, and always gaining numbers. Always gaining numbers. But you know, we've you know everyone who wasn't there, like I previously mentioned, is now with them, and we know, like I had also mentioned, that there are several families who weren't in Winterfell. 
This is going to so, be crazy. This next episode is going to be a bloodbath. And yeah, the one thing I wanted to talk about specifically was John in the Godwoods. And that was something that you had mentioned too. So let's talk about it. It's just, it's, it's hard for me to think about. It's, it's really showing that this battle is going to be unpredictable because I would have thought that it'd be safe to say that John would be out in the battle fighting in the nitty gritty. But then there's a shot of him being in the Godswood and. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff on fire around, so something brought him back from the fight outside, or he never went outside in the first place, and he just decided to stay inside, or I don't know. Well, here's my thinking is, but when they were talking about the plan, they had mentioned that they didn't want to lure the Night King into the crypts. They wanted him out to the open so they could strike him. My thinking is John will be waiting in hiding for when the Night King shows up to attack Bran in the Godswoods, and John will make his stand there. But we saw so many crazy shit going down in the trailer for the next episode. I'm scared because I had Theon surviving, but it's not looking good for him right now in this role uh, protecting Bran. Is it looking good for anybody in this next episode? I, I mean, know. We saw, I, I saw Bran I, you know you know what I mean. I, I had Theon surviving, but he might be getting put down hard in this next episode. Oh, dude, I definitely think we're going to get we're going to see some of these main characters slaughtered in this. next. I episode. know it's fucking terrifying. So this episode. Yeah, I can't stress enough. It made us love each and every single character even more. And then this next episode, they're going to get destroyed they're gonna have some of the most brutal deaths of the series might happen in this next episode dude i agree with you 100 percent. this episode was such a a feel-good heartwarming episode that just is gonna make you love all these characters and i can guarantee you we're going to be crossing off so many names in our vala uh, magulis list in a hard oh, this is gonna like, be some hard orders then i think it's gonna be like like these first two episodes, we have not done a single name, and I've kind of been like, "Oh, okay, come on, let's see some death. Let's let's do this already." But I mean, dude, I think we're gonna be crossing off a lot of names next episode. Uh, it's they're gonna get destroyed. A lot of people are gonna heads are gonna roll, heads are gonna splatter. People are gonna get torn apart. It's just gonna be terrifying. I know, and, and I I kind of mentioned this earlier, but. You know, the writers for Game of Thrones had previously mentioned that there was going to be an intense battle that was greater than the battle filmed in Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Uh, that was known as Helm's Deep, one of the biggest, literally biggest battles ever recorded on film. And they mentioned there was going to be a battle bigger in the final season. Do you think this next episode is going to be that battle, Blake? I think so. I I can't see it being any other battle. Um, really? So there's... Um, this has got to be it, but I know Cersei still has her army, but I don't know what's going to be going on with that army, to be honest, so we'll see what happens. You don't think it could be, yeah, I was going to say, you don't think it could be the survivors versus Cersei's army? Um, no, because I don't think the survivors of this battle aren't going to have a good enough number for a battle of that proportion. Yeah, they did mention that that there was going to be, you know, even if they did survive, they weren't going to have the numbers to fight Cersei's army. Um, oof, oof. So, how badly do you think this bat this battle is going to go? Oh man, 
you think they're going to gain anything from this? Because I'm pretty sure we already know that John and Daenerys are going to survive. But do you think there's going to be anything to gain from this battle? No, I think... Do you think they're going to lose everybody? Yeah, I really do. I really think a very select few. Very select few. I think, honestly, I think I put too much faith into my list and I think I'm going to get a lot wrong that I thought people are going to survive. I think so many people are going to die. I I lost a lot of confidence in my list as well. Um, So, (laughs) what thing I want to actually correctly predict now what I'm banking on because I think my list is going to be complete bullshit. Uh, I want to correctly predict the prince that was promised and I think I have a good answer for it. Okay, we'll go ahead and move on to our Azor Ahai segment of the episode, and we're going to talk about who we predict is the prince who has promised the prophetic hero of Just a quick the prediction. Song of Ice and Fire. Exactly. Um, so, Blake, you know, you want to go ahead and start us off. Let's start who you think and tell so, us why. So, a lot of the signs it does point to Jon Snow, and I'll give you that. But I think that there's too many signs. I think it's too obvious right now for Jon Snow to be the prince that was promised. I think the the shocker would him not being the prince that was promised. Or the shocker being that there's no prince that was promised at all. But I wanted to look around for other characters that could possibly be the prince that was promised. And I'm going to go and put all my money on Jamie Lannister. Why? Um, just a couple of loose parallels about um, Azor Ahai uh, making Lightbringer and he failed twice before he got it on the third time. Like, uh, loose parallels between that and uh, Jamie's life. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to come into play or not, but I'm banking on Jamie Lannister becoming the prince that was promised. And you mm. yourself uh, predicted that Jamie was going to kill Cersei by choking her, am I correct? Um, yes, based off of uh, Maggie the Frog's prophecy. Yes, so I think that's what's going to turn him into the prince I was promised, and he'll have Lightbringer that way. I think is, yeah, I'm baking on Jamie Lannister right now. <clears throat> and you want to go with well, Jon Blake- Snow? No, well, not only that, but I'm not... Yes, I'm going to go with Jon Snow. I do think Jon Snow will be the prince who was promised because, you know, uh, sure, everyone... There's too many signs pointing to it, but I think at this point, honestly, this is my true and honest heartfelt prediction. I feel like everyone is expecting so much to go wrong, and everyone has seen everything happen at, at Game of Thrones that I don't think... I think everyone's banking on Jon Snow being the prince that was promised... And it not – I think they're baking on it not coming to fruition because of everything that's happened. I think they're saying it's too obvious, so it's not going to happen. But I think in that same logic, it really will be the case. Yeah, I think it's either going to be Jamie, John, or it's not going to happen. Uh, well, here's why I think it's not Jamie. There's two big reasons because a big part of the prophecy is – Mentioning the fact that it is, you know, the dragon's blood. Okay. You know, Jamie has no dragon's blood. Well, and also the fact that it was born under a bleeding star. Well, the Melisandre really generally thought Stannis Baratheon was a prince that was promised. 
And I don't think that's something that those are prerequisites that she would overlook or maybe the prerequisites didn't matter that much in the first place. But she she did genuinely think that Stannis Baratheon was the prince that was promised. Obviously, she was wrong, but got to think about that, too. You know what? You just gave me a good thought because she saw one of the – before she even was into Jon Snow, one thing she looked into the flame she said she saw was snow. Yeah, that's true. What if – now hear me out. Boom, this is going to blow my mind right now. This just clicked. This is insane. Okay. What if there is no survivor? The prince that was promised was the Night King. I have heard that theory before. The Song of Ice and Fire is you know, our Lord, the Lord of Light, becoming one. With the Night King, a song of ice and fire, and the Night King being the prince that was promised. And, you know, because there's, ah, I feel like that could be such a big thing because how much they play off the the world of man being, you know, so corrupt and evil. Like, that, that they needed to be exterminated. It would be kind of, that would make sense because uh, we have all seen it a lot of characters do very terrible things throughout the show. Extremely terrible things. So maybe they, it's just humanity was just a disease that needed to be extinguished. And the song of ice and fire is our lore, the Lord of light and the night King joining one and Melisandre and some joining forces with the night King. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Anything's possible. Cause we, don't really know anything about the Night King, so we have to consider all possibilities. We really don't know anything about the Night King. We just know he was a man at one point. We don't know who he was or anything. So that could be – that's crazy to think about. But you know, if I had to really bank on one character that we know about, it would obviously be Jon Snow. I really think as of right now, he is the epitome of a song of ice and fire. He is, but I don't know. Um, man – I don't know. Uh, maybe so, that maybe that the the, um, the Night King riding the dragon is another example of a song of ice and fire because so it's not an ice dragon. Yeah, true. Another prediction I want to make about the Night King is that I think we're going to go back and revisit that scene where he did get turned into like the first White Walker. I think we're going to go back and revisit that scene and we're going to see more of it, like get a lot more information about that scene. Ooh. I think that's gonna like they're gonna do it again. Just like remember they showed uh, the Tower of Joy, the uh, Jon Snow Aegon Targaryen reveal more than once, and it took them a while to finally get to it. So maybe they'll go back for that White Walker, the first White Walker scene, just to give more information. That'll be a huge shocker. Well, yeah, you know how much I enjoyed the door. That was that episode where they showed the Night King being turned into the White. Uh, excuse me, the Night King being created. Yeah, and. um that would be interesting to see, dude. That would be really cool. But a bigger question that raises in my mind, I want to ask you, do you think that the Night King could have a speaking role in this final episode? Because we know we have only seen him you know, being silent and stoic throughout this entire yes, series. Yes, I, I, I do. I do. Um, I think that's just going to be a, a shocker. It's one of the shockers that they have planned for the season that – He'll fi- he's finally going to say something. He's got to say something. I would love, freaking 
love to hear him say something. What would he sound like? Evil, dark. I'd say, I'd say like he'd be like whispering or something. He would probably almost <laughs> sound like he'd probably sound like Darth Maul or some sort of Sith. You know, if I had to predict something like something dark and low. <laughs> It sounded like Alvin from Alvin and the Chickmunks. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end it here. Let's... <laughs> oh, my God. Blake, I have so much fun. I enjoy recapping these episodes with you and talking about them and going over our favorite moments. Kind of speculating on what's to come because I feel like this trailer gave us a lot more than the last one did. All speculation. Entirely. And I enjoy that Azor High uh, discussion as well at the end so much to go off of so much to think about so if you have any questions or comments anything you want to discuss with us feel free to reach out at twitter at nerdgrounds or at nerdgrounds brg for blake's account and on behalf of the nerdgrounds podcast blake and myself would like to thank you for tuning in and we hope you listen to the next episode we have a little drunk trivia we're going to release later in the week and it's a very very exciting episode i know blake we had a lot of fun recording that an amazing an amazing contest between blake and myself it was very close you're gonna have to tune in to figure out who won um so thank you guys for tuning into the nerd grounds podcast you have a great week and prepare because winter is here bye